Hi everybody, uh, welcome back to Lara Chat Live. We're on episode number 13. Uh, we apologize to our viewers for the last, let's say, month or so where we've been burdened by our uh, own overtime and work tasks. As you can see, some of our regulars, Mike and Matt, they've been there in uh, client meetings and they couldn't make it today. Uh, Riz slept in, so he's on his way. He's just brushing his hair right now. We got a couple new guys, uh, Eric, Thomas, and Dan, so we'll introduce them and let them uh, talk about you know, who they are, what, why they're here. Um, the topic of our show today is going to be PHP 7, which uh, some of these guys have some experience with and will take us through the wide world of PHP 7, what's awesome and great, and maybe what's not so great about it. Um, so first and foremost, I'd like to introduce uh, Dan. Um, tell, tell us about yourself. Cool. Uh, I'm Danny, for everybody. Um, I'm currently the lead developer at a website called lawline.com, which is a website for professionals to do continuing education for the licenses, for attorneys and accountants to pretty much keep up with their state bar and such. Um, love PHP. I uh, started with Ruby uh, a few years ago and uh, pretty much have been pretty much have been um, loving code ever since. Uh, between work, I do a bunch of side projects. I've been working with uh, buddy Sean to develop DevOps.jobs, which is a marketplace for uh, DevOps professionals to find their job. And um, pretty much been working with a bunch of developers and different side projects. That's pretty much it. And one thing I wanted to uh, mention about the DevOps uh, job site, um, we were talking about having a widget placed on uh, Larry Chat's sister site, DevOps Chat. So uh, hopefully soon there'll be a job section yeah. on DevOps Chat where you guys can share some of the latest DevOps-based jobs. Um, that makes me wonder if I should reach out to the Larry Jobs guy and do the same, ask him if he'd be willing to do the same thing. But we'll see. Um, yeah. yeah, a few more days and I'll get that widget to you. I'm a little late, but a little busy. <laughs> yeah, you said you'd have that done a week ago, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and beyond that, we've got uh, two fellows from PHP Ugly, the uh, podcast out there, uh, one, another PHP podcast. I, I enjoy them. Um, brought them on board. So I'd like to introduce Eric and Thomas. So let's start with Eric. Eric, how are you and who are you? <laughs> hey, how how you doing? Yeah, I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm a... Uh, PHP developer. I run a little development shop down here with my partner John Congdon. We uh, we mainly do PHP development. We do some system ops. Uh, it's called Diego Dev. If anybody's interested, um, we we specialize obviously in Laravel. That's kind of our sweet spot. We also run the local uh, PHP user groups here in San Diego, and uh, the Laravel user group here in San Diego. Um, that's pretty much me. I'm Shokum on Twitter, if anybody's interested, S-H-O-C-M, and, uh, yeah, that's it. How, oh, how... I totally forgot, in, in phpugly.com. Yeah. <laughs> I have, a, we, we have a podcast, PHP Ugly. Can you tell me a bit about, uh, some of the topics on PHP Ugly? Is it a wide range, or do you talk about ugly things in PHP only? <laughs> no, it's a pretty wide range. It's basically myself, uh, Thomas, who's on the show with you, and my business partner, John Congdon. Um, we basically just sit down and talk about whatever interests us that week. Uh, obviously, we're all PHP developers. We're all heavily focused on Laravel. Uh, we try to touch on PHP and Laravel topics every week, but 
the topics range. I mean, whatever's geeking us out that week, uh, you know, problems with clients or uh, you know whatever we're working on, um, tech news that's going on. We we do a, we do a lot of talking of just random stuff, and uh, yeah, it's just fun. It, it was funny. We we do a pregame before our user group meetups, and uh, you know we have these conversations. And somebody somebody just mentioned to Thomas and I was like, you know what, you guys really need a podcast, and just you guys should have these conversations, but record them. So we decided to do that. That's cool. Um, it, the the important part is that the ugly is is Eric and I, not PHP itself. We don't we don't discuss PHP in a negative way at all. We, that that is an important <laughs> yes, that's a very important <laughs> distinction to make. We're the ugly in PHP ugly. Ah, uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I'm I'm curious about the uh, the turnout for you guys is uh, meetup group. Oh uh, yeah, we run hot and cold. So we we have um, two PHP user groups. So we're we're based here in San Diego, which is Southern California. I mean, where our county is right on the border of Mexico, and San Diego County itself is a pretty large county. So every month we have two uh, PHP user groups: one in downtown San Diego, one in North County San Diego. And again, attendance uh, ranges on topics and you know what's the time of year. But we'll pull in anywhere between you know twenty to thirty-five people um, at a at a meeting. Then our Laravel uh, meetup we have once a month, and we we try to centralize it into the in the in the middle of the county. And again, same thing. Um, we're pulling in probably fifteen to twenty uh, people a meetup, uh, but we we live stream that one as well, so that's fun. We had a last night we we did a live stream, and when I looked at it this morning, we had like a hundred views on on that live stream so that's awesome um and last but not least we well before i get to thomas i should say welcome uh riz everybody knows riz uh he finally made it looks like his hair isn't brushed let's get a close up here yeah it's a bit messy um so last but not least we've got thomas um one of the like he mentioned he's part of uh, PHP ugly uh, and I actually um, was watching the I forget the name of it but it was your talk about git uh, yeah, I thought git it was good. A, yeah it was a really interesting talk I would encourage people to um, check it out uh, send me the link before the end of the show and I'll tweet it out to everybody and we can share it with our, our masses I guess um, yeah absolutely so tell us a bit about you uh, I've been a PHP developer for uh, somewhere around 18, 19 years now. Um, I work for a CMS company producing back-end systems to manage content, and that's pretty much all I've ever done is just content management stuff. Uh, I do work with Eric, and uh, we work together on the two meetups that we, we run and our podcast. Awesome. So now uh, I talked about, uh, you know, we've introduced you guys and our topic today is PHP 7, but before we get into that, um, we've got some uh, daily news, or not daily, uh, we're not daily, um, some uh, news updates, which I'll pass it over to Riz. There's a lot of stuff that we've uh, that, that have happened in the past uh, months that we've kind of been offline with Laracon, Laracon uh, Europe, uh, 5.3, etc. There's a whole bunch of stuff. So 
pass it over to Riz to kind of share some of the, the cool things. And if any of you guys know of any cool news that we should share with uh, the members, and just shout it out and take it away, Riz. Ooh, good morning, guys. Where do I start with morning. the news? So much going on. Uh, yeah, we've been off the air for like a month now, I think. And um, <laughs> there's actually been a lot going on. I guess it's not really enough to not say that Laracon has just passed, both Laracons, I believe, and also Laravel 5.3 is out. Hey, Sean, when are we going to cover 5.3? Is that going to be today? Um, or we can... should I go into it? Okay, anyway, uh, 5.3, <laughs> it has all this cool new Echo stuff. It's one of the most interesting updates I've seen in the Laravel, because it's one of the more innovative ones, and I'm really looking forward to talking about that more. Um, we also have a whole bunch of new updates regarding how... Okay, I think it's going to have to have its own little segment later on, but Laravel is adding a new certification system. I don't know if we'll be covering that separately, but it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a, a big debate, which I'm not sure we're going to really go into today either. We might want to get some people on board about that. Laravel is basically adding a system where we can get... This is a normal certification system, right? But this one is actually run by Sean McCool, who used to be a big proponent for uh, adding complex DD systems into our Laravel applications. Very interesting stuff. I know I know very well some of the guys who build it. We don't know its pricing. We don't know its details. You can look. It's over on Laravel.com, and there's this little sexy video Taylor and the, and the gang made. Talk about it. Check it out. I don't really know how that's going to work out, but details are coming out soon. I'm sure there's going to be more news coming out of Laravel, uh, Laracon EU coming out soon. Stay tuned for that. And I think that's actually, I'm going to I'm going to stay specific to the Laravel talks because between Laravel 5.3 and Laravel certification, there's pretty much already a lot to talk about. I think so. We can cover those. Uh, we can come back to those again later. I think, Sean. Sure, no problem. Um, one of the other things, uh, PHP 7.1 is in beta three. Uh, but it kind of segues into our, our main topic is PHP 7. Um, personally, I am using PHP 7 on Homestead, but I haven't spent a lot of time looking at what's new, what's different, what's good, what's bad. So we got some of these other guys, uh, Riz, uh, sorry, Eric, Thomas, and Dan. And Riz, if you know uh, much about PHP 7, shout it out. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Like, um, I know that. A lot of us in the Laravel community, we use Forge and probably DigitalOcean or Amazon where we set up the servers ourselves. So we're not constrained to a host that is on 5.3 or, you know, God forbid, 5.1 and you know, all those older ones. Um, so I'm curious, uh, what what would be uh, the main reason to upgrade? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, performance definitely hands down performance. Yeah, that's uh, the the first the first big thing is how fast it is because it's incredibly yeah. fast compared to five. Definitely your first uh, first most important thing is definitely performance. I mean, it's twice as fast. So did, if, is there uh there's uh, the Facebook HBMM uh, I think it is. Um, yeah. Do we need that anymore, or would you consider using uh, a service like that? You so know, I, you, sorry, continue. Sorry. Even even Facebook isn't using that at this point. Um, they've gone on to a, a private version of the HHVM that they're now basing everything off of. Uh, but you know, really, it it rivals 
all of the the compiled special versions at this point in speed. Uh, I, I wouldn't see any reason to throw compatibility under the bus for the sake of having HHVM. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, when PHP 7 came out and I heard about these big performance increases and they were saying how they were comparable, if not faster, than HHVM, I decided to do a few benchmark tests when I was, I had like a few different little vagrant boxes and a few different pieces that I could kind of test, you know, just PHP 5.6, PHP, 5, PHP 5.6 with HHVM, and then PHP 7. And honestly, PHP 7 blew out of the water, obviously, naturally, PHP 5.6. And even with HHVM, it was faster in some respects, uh, pretty much comparable in other respects. It really depends on what you're doing. But the fact that it's up there with native PHP is huge. Um, definitely big shout-out to the PHP people to actually, you know, put in the time and actually care enough about the community to, you know, hook us up like that. Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot faster. So when it comes to uh, some of the new features, what are some of the cool toys that we get to play with in, in version 7? Yeah, so uh, I was actually surprised how little there there was. Um, I, I was excited initially about uh, some of the things that I saw coming down, um, specifically things like, uh, um, what was it? The, the only one that keeps coming to mind is the spaceship operator, and I, I don't have a use for that yet. I, I want to use yeah. it just to put it in my code, but I, I don't actually have a, a good uh, use case for it yet. Yeah, I'm exactly the same boat. <laughs> um, I, I was, I thought I was going to be more excited. I, I thought I was going to use the return type uh, declaration a little more, um, but I, but I'm not. Uh, the one thing I did catch myself doing, I just did a presentation on Laravel 5.3 for Laravel Group last night, and I did catch myself uh, utilizing the um, grouping of use cases. So having your your use uh, when you like using multiple traits, you do you can now group them all in one line. So you can use trait one, comma trait two. I did catch myself doing that, and then I realized, man, if I was running this on on five three, this wouldn't actually work. <laughs> so, uh, but there hasn't been a lot of stunning new features that I found myself where I have to use it. Um, you know, I I use one feature very frequently, which is the uh, null coalescing operator. And that's the double question mark. So it, it used to be that if you wanted to have a ternary where you were looking at a posted value and using it if it was set, and if it wasn't set, then printing out some kind of default. Uh, well, now the null coalescing operator checks for is set and uses the default. So it would just be uh, dollar sign underscore post and then user in an array and then double question mark and then Tom. So if there was no user variable in the post or if there was no user key in the post array, then it would just return Tom. Otherwise it would return whatever was set in the array. Uh, I use that all the time. It's super handy, and it's an excellent short replacement for ternaries, which can be very hard to understand once they get right in the middle of stuff. I actually have a particular way of uh, explaining PHP 7, which I really like. Um, basically, PHP is a language that acts the way you want it to act, right? So if you treat it like Java, where you want to have type hints for everything and all that type safety, you can have that. 
if you prefer uh, flexible stuff like Ruby style or like JavaScript style, you can have that. So PHP 7 in a nutshell. You like Haskell? It has generators. You like JavaScript? You can now bind your closures to a variable, to a context, similar to how you can do that with JavaScript when you bind a context to a closure. If you like Java, you have your scholar type hints and you have your return types. If you like PHP, you have your null coalescence because you like your nulls, right? I think that's, that summarizes most of PHP 7 right there. And on top of that, the really big one, which I love in particular, is the, they have a new Lexer in PHP 7, which means you can now do simple things like, weirdly enough, in old PHP, if you do something like, uh, you do an, a statement in parentheses and then do a colon colon static method, it would often fail because it doesn't understand it has to parse the parentheses first and then call the static on it. In PHP 7, they actually have a new lexer where you can do that, which is why now you can do just do parentheses, new something, and then do call something on it. Uh, it's actually very complicated, and in some ways it's a bit backwards compatibility breaking, but it's my single favorite new thing in uh, PHP 7. Nice. Yeah, I'm also a big fan of the Colorado operator. I mean, like, starting in Ruby, I love the idea of being able to have, like, short, concise, um, like, like, checking and be able to have it really just not have to put boilerplate for simple things that everybody wants to do. Like, you're going to, like, you, chances are you're going to have to check for nulls or, or certain things. Like, yeah, you can write your code in certain ways where you have more of a, you know, object-oriented, you have things where you have to check for less. But even still, at the end of the day, it's just such a nice syntactic sugar that's just really great to have. Huge fan. I think I think one of the things that sort of gets looked aside by a lot of developers is the the scalar type declarations, the return type declarations. Um, you know, as Eric was saying, I don't think the day-to-day -day developer uses those a whole lot. But if you're producing a library that's going to be used in something uh, or something where people are using your code to write their own code, uh, it's very very nice to have your IDEs auto-filling and telling you that doesn't work, that's an int, that doesn't work, that's an array, uh, or trying to return something that's going to be returning null or void uh, and not returning what you expect. So it, it's, it's helpful for developers to start getting code that was written for PHP 7 from uh, frameworks like Laravel and Symfony where they basically say, yeah, this is going to return an array. This is going to so it's one of those changes that's you're going to see improvement over time when people start dropping support for the five threes and the five six branches. Uh, once that support starts to go away, then you'll see support for these uh, functions come in to play a lot a lot more, and it's it's just a general forward forward movement in the language. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think, like, in general, like, people strive, like, PHP community is going towards more readable code. You want your code to be a lot quicker to understand. Like, all the whole point to me of, like, Laravel in general is this is way cleaner code than just bootstrapping your old code igniter framework. So the idea of PHP giving you things that allow you to consume your code much quicker, knowing what the type is going to be just by reading the function declaration, to me, is just a huge win. It also is great for somebody who works in, let's say, a very large code base. Let's say you're a developer who doesn't write every piece of code. You work on a fairly large team. To be able to know what you're actually expecting and writing new functions, let's say, 
you're working on, let's say, implementing a similar interface, you know what to return, what types, what your things are going to look for. It, it's great to be able to fit in much nicer without having to sit there and just read a whole bunch of other code. You can just get right to it. So I'm actually a big fan of the whole return types thing. Like, I like the freedom of PHP. Like, Java's very uh, restrictive. Like, you have to do all these things. PHP kind of gives you the options. They're like, hey, you want to do that? Cool. If not, like, you're fine. Like, I'm the type of person where I work at a company where we have one code base, and it's fairly, it's not huge, but it's fairly large. Like, tons of models, tons of repos. Like, it becomes a lot to where if you're a new developer coming onto the team or if you're a person who just hasn't worked on a particular feature, it's great to have literally the code document itself. Uh, one of the things that's coming up too with PHP 7.1, because I, I had mentioned uh, void return types, but uh, remembered, yeah, void return types are the one thing that's missing from 7.0. Um, and with 7.1, we're, we're getting the void return type, which means I'm not going to return anything at all. There's not a return <laughs> on this function. Uh, so with that, we're at least going to have a, a feature-complete return type system now. Nice. I didn't know that. I was actually just looking at the PHP 7 uh, documentation page and uh, actually left off with uh, one of the cool things that seemed, well, I don't know what to think about it, but um, the same function cannot have multiple parameters with the same name. I, I had no idea this was possible in older versions of PHP, like the example has a function with parameter dollar sign A, dollar sign B, and dollar sign unused, and dollar sign unused. Like, I had no idea about that. Kind of interesting <laughs> that that was even allowed in the first place. Um, yeah, there's a been a lot of fixes in 7.0. Um, you know, if you go through the RFCs, uh, you'll see some, some interesting sort of scary ones. Uh, that were included in 7.0. One of them is uh, fixing for each functionality, which if if you've ever relied on it, then shame on you, but it is one of the most breaking things if you did rely on it, because the for each behavior, the way it moves through the, the current key and the way it uses uh, passed by reference variables can get very screwy. Um, and in 7.0, that's been flat out fixed. There's a lot of you know small behind-the-scenes tweaks that took place that bring PHP 7 more into reality. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... I, I tend to find that there's some hate towards the PHP community in regards to uh, not being an official programming language. Um, and I, I know I've had some... I, I was at a job, a tech recruiting fair a couple years ago, and... Um, we were recruiting new developers, and you know they would come up, and you know they're fresh out of school, learning you know the latest in Ruby and whatnot. And they come up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, what what do you, what's your stack?" And we say, "Well, we're PHP. We use at the time we used the the Yi framework, and we were transitioning into Laravel." And we talked to them about that, and then um, they would talk about, "Well, PHP is not a real language." Blah blah blah. And <clears throat> sometimes you just kind of want to. You smack give me their names. You give me the names. I'll tell them. No. Yeah, I, I think as a PHP developer, you definitely have to build up a pretty thick skin. And one of the awesome things is, like, for me, I'm six foot seven. I'm a hockey player. I, you know, I hurt myself. Like, I'm I play aggressively, but in that kind of situation, I'm not 
the kind of person to get in people's faces. I'm like, ah, that's your opinion, dude, whatever. But we had a, and she's a, one of the admins of Blair Chat. She helped me start it up way back when. Um, but she worked with me at the time, and, and she would she had no problem getting in these guys' faces and going like, well, PHP is actually a real language. It does this and this and this, and all these things that you're doing in Ruby and Go and all that stuff. And she would she would just you know she would battle with them, and it was awesome to watch. Um, but I am I'm I'm off, I'm excited to hear people are kind of standing up for PHP and, and and actually taking care in their development processes and not you know, being the procedural developers that just I mean PHP came from a templating language and it's not a templating language anymore. Right. That, that's that's usually my thing. My my go to lately has been, and the reality of it is I, I've. I don't engage in that argument anymore. It's just not worth it. Um, there's no there's no reason for me to try to convince somebody uh, the, the, the validity of PHP. But I will tell a real developer, somebody I can tell who who has a, has a skill, who might be misled about his interpretation of PHP, that if you haven't used PHP in the last two years, you can't talk about it. You have to give it another try. I mean, since things like... Uh, you know, the PSRs uh, started up where everybody started to agree on some standards and implementations. You hit PHP 5.3, now 7.0. It's just the whole landscape has changed. And real developers will understand that. Uh, but they ha they've had no reason to go back into PHP. They might have done PHP, you know, back in high school or early college, and they had that impression. And they haven't been into it recently. And... So I do encourage true developers to give it another look if you haven't in the last couple of years. Um, but it's funny because I, I, I'm always in this weird spot because as a community leader and uh, user group organizer, you want to encourage people to give PHP a try and to, and to look at it and work with it. But as somebody who runs a business who uh, does PHP development, the fewer people in the market, the better for me, because PHP <laughs> isn't going anywhere. <laughs> so the fewer developers out there, yay me! <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the PHP hate comes from uh, an article that was written in 2012 called uh, PHP, a Fractal of Bad Design. And the thing is, you know, so many people who've been developing for a long time got that article, read it, agreed with some or all of it, you know, uh, but it's not a, it's not reflective of where PHP is nowadays. Uh, you know, things like MySQL real escape string being used in that article, yeah, that's not a thing anymore. That's not what we do. Uh, you know, missing methods that are actually fixed now, uh, things like that. It's the the arguments don't stand up the way they used to. Yeah. yeah. To, I wanted to make a note on Eric's comment about the pure PHP developers. I mean, Larachat has, what, 13,000 users now? So you got 13,000 people there to compete with. <laughs> it's only a fraction of the community, though. Yeah. But to go back to the hate, like, I do understand, like, when I first uh, started learning PHP, when I was uh, coming over from Ruby, because that's the job that I was taking, was a PHP job. And um, I definitely felt, like, frustrations and, like, the, the people that I was learning from or the, the code that I was seeing was just 
bad PHP code. And I think PHP itself gets a bad rap because of bad use cases, bad, just bad code out there. There's so PHP is a old, little bit old, and like it has so many bad things from the past that people dwell on. They don't like to look to the future. They don't like to hear about things are actually changing for the positive. And like once I actually like started you know playing around with Laravel and seeing like oh you know there actually is you know, a very nice and elegant way to actually structure PHP and actually use it that to me actually is very similar to like how Ruby on Rails is implemented. You know, like to me, when I first stumbled on Laravel, I was like, wow, this is the Rails of PHP. This is awesome. This totally like flipped the script for me when I saw it. So it's coming from a few like different uh, viewpoints. And so now I started, you know, engaging in open arms and the more good code you read of PHP, you see how much of it is discoverable and how much you can actually learn from it as opposed to certain other languages where to dig through a lot of stuff to even see how they're being implemented. So I really do, like, the more I use PHP, the more I like it because I'm keeping an open mind, you know? And, like, the past few years now, I've been strictly PHP. And I got to say, I mean, especially thanks to Laravel, but it's it's been very pleasurable to work with, with, work with PHP and Laravel as opposed to, I don't know, the alternatives. And I would, I would be curious, Dan, your take on this. And I think something we, we've seen in the market over the last year or two, especially, is that some of these other platforms that have really kind of stepped up as a replacement for PHP has started to fall out of graces. I mean, Rails, for example, I know that was it. That was what was going to replace PHP, was Rails. Uh, the, the Rails framework, because they were kind of the... the a solid framework when PHP really didn't get have the concept of what a framework was. There's Cake PHP, there yeah. are a few out there, but Rails, uh, Ruby nailed it with Rails. Yeah. But they, I mean, they've gone through some growing pains, and I know it's fallen out of uh, grace with a lot of developers where they're just flat out stopping development in Ruby anymore because of it. Yeah, um, you know, so I, I do agree with you. I think like Ruby had a great draw because. It has glass tactic sugar, and it was very like, um, very expressive in syntax. And before Laravel, like you were used to literally wrapping your functions where they went out like this because it started to move. Whereas everything in Ruby was objects, right? Strings an object, arrays uh, an object. Everything is like dot notation somewhere to JavaScript. So it's very natural feeling. Laravel kind of went above and beyond. Said, "Wait a second, let's let's this is a thing here, and let's let's work towards that paradigm." And it really shifted a lot to the point where the advantages of Ruby as a syntax were no longer that much of a, it didn't outweigh it nearly as much as the, let's say, the server side, right? Where Ruby is a little more of a pain to maintain, it's a little bit more of a pain to deploy to where people are going back to PHP because it's such a simple thing to host. Like, like Taylor will say, he's like, well, the reason I chose PHP is because it's just so easy to host. Like, there's literally anyone can pick it up, start a web server, and literally, start learning from the documentation and create an app. Whereas Ruby, you might be able to learn on localhost, but one of my teachers once told me is you're not a web developer until it's on the internet. Localhost doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, and there's definitely some pain points when doing upgrades with Ruby and Rails. Uh, trying to keep those versions correct is, is an issue. And it's not only a it's not only a Ruby issue, it's I mean the the upgrade for Python from two seven to three has been a brutal step for that community, yeah. Yeah. and they're just getting to the point where Python three is becoming the standard. But I mean, you're talking it's been like a two or three year effort to get people off of two, yes. two seven. It's 
terrible. It, yeah. And you know, on that note, before we started talking, I looked it up. Do you guys know what the adoption rate for PHP 7 is right now? I would imagine very high because it was painless for me. According to uh, Composer's uh, stats, on in May of this year, it was 20%. Which, if you consider the adoption rate from four to five when it occurred, it, it was slow, slow. Uh, I've been really impressed by how uh, successfully seven has taken off within the community. Um, it, you know, there was a huge delay with getting six together uh, to the point that it basically burned before it reached production. But when the internals team said, we're going to do this seven, we're going to make it right, we're going to release it and have it be a real thing, they just did everything right, got on all gears and pushed it out, and the community really grabbed at it and took it. And one uh, thing I wanted to point out, um, going back to on the Ruby on Rails kind of thing in comparison to Laravel, um, a company I worked at, we had a junior developer come in who had a Rails background, and you know we were sitting in a meeting, and he's trying to he's saying to the stakeholders of the company, like, oh man, we got to be on Rails. It's faster. It does this and this and this. And my, so he would say, it does. I can't even remember. A while ago, maybe a year or two, but he was saying it, it does X, Y, Z, and I say, well, yeah, PHP does that, but Ruby on Rails does this, yeah, yeah. and I say, well, Laravel does that, and it was just like on and on, like uh, PHP and Laravel, and they were competing with Rails and Ruby on Rails as the framework. It was, yeah, it felt good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the big thing about Ruby on Rails, at least when I was learning, it was. The strength was in numbers, right? It was a community behind Rails. You can really learn from the community. They had, you know, um, let's go. Railscast was huge. Um, it was just a very, very clean, easy way to learn. Very opening, open and welcoming. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it had the whole like um, third-party libraries with the whole gems. Like was very popular. That was the mindset. Was don't reinvent the wheel. Like do it. Whereas I've worked for some, you know, PHP bosses where they're like, all right, we're doing everything ourselves. We're doing it all again, and I'm just like, why? If something is already tried and tested, Sean, I know you and I have spoken about this before. Like, perfect example was like Carbon. Like, Carbon's great. It's tested. You know, it's a great. Why should I reinvent the date time? You know, parser. If I can just use something amazing and just pull it in with Composer. And That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. That that was one of the things. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you, please. You you just. I mean, that just. Great point. When when I was doing some Rails work, the gems blew me away. Composer is our gems, and yeah, that just changed the entire playing field for PHP. So not only did our language get better, but the introduction of Composer and being able to do things very similar to what Rails does with gems, what NPM does, you know, every other basic programming language out there has their package management system. Now that we had one that was good, I mean, we had Pair before, but we we tried to forget about Pair, right? Yeah. <laughs> Com Composer, Composer was done right, and that just absolutely changes everything, yeah. Great. Yeah, I do, sorry, I, I do remember before trying, let's say, the early days of GitHub and looking up some other PHP packages and thinking, oh, my God, this is awesome. I need to use this. And... Pre-composer days, they would they they would have their own way of you know including it into your into your project and you know maybe it didn't work because it didn't fit with the way you structured it or 
And yeah. so I, I love the idea behind Composer where, you know, Composer require and it, it works. I mean, what more can you say than it works? Yeah, now I think the uh, the Rails community needs to get its own version of Jeffrey Way if they want to compete with us. <laughs> yeah, he is my idol. I, he is an incredible resource. I mean, he's taken, you know, just a vast amount of, of the knowledge that this community has and made it available in three-minute and five-minute bites uh, and really just incredibly understandable. Uh, I think, you know, he's one of the biggest contributions to PHP in recent years outside of, you know, PHP 7 and Composer. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, like, after watching, like, Jeffrey, like, after signing up to Laracasts, like, I feel like I straight up leveled up, like, five levels, you know? Like, after watching him, he just blew, blew me away with some of the fundamentals, just, like, going back to, you know, roots PHP, like, you know, what are you doing? Um, a structure this is object. You don't need even need a framework. Like, yeah, it's nice. Laravel does give us all these options, but PHP actually gives us the opportunity to write clean, object-oriented, you know, expressive code that really does document itself. Like, the question is just, are you using the tools that you have, or are you just following anti-patterns that you're just used to? Yeah, and it's it's really saying something when you've been developing for 15 years, and then a three-minute clip makes you go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. I actually think that's a yeah, big, absolutely. This is this is an important part of why Patreon Seven is a big deal. I think, and it it, it connects all of these dots we've been talking about so far. PHP PHP seven is big because it breaks a lot of stuff. Well, it doesn't break. It builds on top a lot of stuff which people took for granted from old PHP. Old PHP, like PHP four, PHP three, ancient PHP, has what I call Microsoft Office syndrome, where they they want to get rid of a lot of old features, but if they do, they're going to lose a lot of developers who don't understand how to use the better ones. That's why when they introduced new classes in uh, the new object-oriented system in PHP 5, they were scared of changing things because, oh no, what about people who can't do object-oriented? And, and it's true, there were people screaming, I don't like PHP being so object-oriented, I liked it functional. But at the end of the day, I think one of PHP's biggest strengths is it's a straightforward, no-fuss, C-style web programming language that's easy to install, has good support, is fairly secure if you use it right. And they just had to get rid of that baggage. They just had to get rid of the stuff which people relied on for backwards compatibility. And, and PHP 7 is where they drew that line. They said, guys, if you want to write outdated, broken, vulnerable code, stay on 5.3. And if you are ready to move forward, and they decided we don't need these newbie developers who are trying to use PHP without Composer, for example. If you want to be a PHP developer nowadays, you need to use Composer, you need to use latest versions, you need to understand how to use a command line. That's just how the world is nowadays, and the PHP devs realize that. And so that's what PHP 7 is. It's a cleanup. It's They're trying to fix things which, which, everything, which, which were just there because they used to be. Like, for a perfect example, uh, if you guys can see this properly, this is the new uniform variable syntax, just for the benefit of our viewers. It changes some of these. Most of this is uh, sensible. Like you see this syntax here, which is like straight out of JavaScript. JavaScript does this all the time. But this was not possible before PHP 7. And a lot of people who are used to programming, especially like C programmers or basically any programming language where sensible syntax should quote unquote just work, PHP 7 makes it finally work. But you'll see here there is some breaking changes down here. These have to do with variable variables. 
And this is... You don't really use these very often nowadays. Anyway. So, if you use code normally... Right. It's, it's just... This is just... I actually, I've just seen code break because of this, funny enough. People who use these little... Um, they call a, uh, a dynamic variable. But there are better ways of doing this kind of code nowadays. You can use the call user function, that kind of thing. Same with the context-sensitive lexer. Uh, this is another change in PHP 7, which if you ever wondered why uh, Laravel uses arrow lists instead of list, because you couldn't use the list with an S before, because it's a reserved keyword, even though it's it's never used for a function or a method. It's because it's a keyword for a language, for a control flow, I believe. Yeah, it's for setting multiple variables at once. So PHP 7 finally lets you use like for each as a function name, which is which is crazy sometimes. And this is actually a thing that PHP has above other languages at times. Also, Sean, just to answer a question earlier, yes, you can have multiple, uh, the same variable appear twice. This is a backwards compatibility thing from old, I think, PHP 3, I think. And it'll actually use the, le- the latest one. Uh, this lets you like change out a function signature. But anyway, PHP 7 is a big deal. And what I want to know from you guys now is I've been talking to a lot of developers lately. And many of them are still in 5.3. Yes, a lot of them have moved to 7, but a good deal are still on 5.3, 5.4, 5.5, or 5.6 under the idea of, you know how it goes, you know, right? Uh, the company is saying, we don't have time to upgrade. We don't have time to test. We don't have a test suite. I know it's your fault. But they're saying, we're not ready yet. And I understand that a lot of old PHP versions are, are already off of support. A whole bunch of them just uh, are no longer getting updates at all. How critical do you guys think it is to upgrade to PHP 7 now? Especially because it has backwards compatibility changes. It's massively critical. Um, Every big company I know of made the switch rather quickly because the first thing it does is cut your server costs in half. Uh, It's it's fast to the point where it pays to to do the work. I mean, it really pays. If you've got a lot of servers running large loads, heavy user counts, PHP 7 gives you money, uh, almost for free. You know, give it two days of migration testing and stuff like that, but it really is a money maker because of how much faster it is, um, and because of the adoption rate, you're seeing the older versions 5.3 and I think 5.4 just got dropped off of the security updates list at this point. So, yeah. it, it's now's the time to do it, and there are plenty of reasons that people will give plenty of excuses, but they're just excuses. Uh, I don't know if I completely agree with you, Thomas. I mean, I, I do think that there there's a critical path to get to uh, PHP 7, and you need to minimize the excuses that, that are out there. But when you start talking about uh, enterprise environments and monolithic applications, it's not that simple. Um, and it never is. Just things just move so much slower. And that's if you do have unit tests in place. Uh, I think it's a, it's pretty common. I mean, it's not only a PHP set uh, five three to seven upgrade issue. It's just a general practice of upgrading and for enterprise uh, that you know when these new when these big uh, version changes come out. Um, yes, that's what you target for new systems. But you don't like to disturb the the application that is producing for for you too much, uh, if not needed. So where I do agree with you that there needs to be an asserted effort to make that move, and I 
I question whether or not you, how much of a return you'll see in that move. I understand your argument about performance and the need for servers. The real world scenario, especially for enterprises, is things just don't move that quickly. Well, I, I will say, if you are on an unsupported version now, so if you're not getting security updates, then you're completely crazy because with the way security works, you know, you're you're going to get compromised very very quickly and it's not going to be a website defacing issue you know you're going to get compromised in a way that you can't tell you've been compromised and that's that's just going to happen uh there was very recently a big hack at uh Pornhub uh I'm sorry not not a hack it was a it was a challenge a bug finding challenge which showed that non updated versions of PHP have massive security holes. They're difficult to take advantage of, but it's it can definitely be uh it's it's very important to stay up to date on security at the very, very least. Yeah. I, I think as a developer that should be part of your re job responsibilities or your education, you should understand some of those things at the very least. One of the things I wanted to point out, um, I was looking for it while everybody was talking, there's a site called phpversion.info, and it's um, hosted by Phil Sturgeon. Uh, we all know him from his book, a How to Build APIs You Won't Hate, and his vast opinions about the framework or language. Um, and on that site, it, it has, uh, let me just, I'll pull it up into the, the share my screen here. Um, Uh, let me, uh, you know what, I won't yeah, do that right now. That's trippy. We need to go deeper. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, phpversion.info, and it shows, like, shared hosts and you know, managed hosts and who, who has what version on their uh, system. And I, I do recall seeing Phil, like, point out on Twitter, I think it was, you know, call out some of these hosts, like, hey, you guys are on a really insecure, like, I, I see... One of, I see one of these people here, I shouldn't, I don't want to call them out, but they're on 5.3.29, and I mean, security is uh, concerned with all these hosts, so, um, yeah, so Phil's doing, a, I think, a good job there calling out some of these hosts, trying to get them to upgrade. Otherwise, you know, I think some of them might have these opinions of, you know, PHP sucks. Why should I upgrade to 7? Yeah. But so good on him for that. Um, Oh, Riz pulled this is it up. terrifying, Sean. Look at all yeah. these people on 5.3. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what it is, though? I think it comes down to, like, comes down to a situation. Like, I know certain people who are like, hey, I want to upgrade. They tell people who, you know, maybe they don't have the authority to do it, and they're like, no, like, we're not going to do it. People, non-technicals who are maybe in the position to make decisions they shouldn't be making. When it comes to enterprise, that's very common, I've found. To where, like, certain people just don't get their voices, certain developers don't get their voices heard. Also, like, when we switched from 5.6 to 7, that was pretty easy. Like, switching from 5.3 to 7, I think it takes a lot more work to the point where certain, it, it's all, like, a cost-benefit analysis. Like, yes, it came off security updates. All right, that's a bigger deal. Like, when they were on 5.6 and 5.3 was still being supported, I would make the argument to upgrade, but at the same time, it really depends on your environment. And I feel like, Easier said than done. As much as I want to say, hey, let's just go on the upgrade train. Like, I try and keep 
our system at, at the current company um, on the upgrade train. We constantly to I quote uh, one of my uh, the previously developer called it the upgrade treadmill. How you're just constantly climbing that treadmill because it's sure enough one of the packages you're using, as we noted earlier with Composer, like you're going to start using a lot of stuff, and whether it's PHP or something else, everything people are getting major releases. You know, development totally hot right now, and so. It's just it's it's work, and I guess some bosses see it as well. Is it a little bit of a server cost that's pennies in the dollar from AWS, or is it developer time that I pay so much money for? Yeah, on, on the I want to make a quick note before we head into our Q and A. There was a <clears throat> a talk I was watching um, by Anthony Ferreira at the PHP Northwest Conference in 2014. And I, I just started watching it today. I'm not through the full thing, but one of the things he talked about was the server cost in relation to developer costs. So um, I think there's a very valid point in you know doing that upgrade to PHP 7 for uh, turning taking down the the cost of a server. Um, I'll share that that link out um, on the Slack channel and Twitter once I get a chance. But um, I'd like to roll into our Q and A. So one of the first questions comes from our member uh, uh, Kobe Fielding. Um, he wants to know about Riz's curtains. What about my curtains? They're Lego City curtains from 1995. What they are, are they? I can't. I can't. Bruh, bruh, your curtains, bruh. What's the look? Curtains, bruh. <laughs> Look, yeah, they're Lego curtains from 1995. Um, they are an old relic of mine, and I love Legos. That's talk for another day. Throwback. I love Legos. The question is, do the curtains match the sheets? I actually have a Lego City blanket to match. Fortunately, it's not here right now. <laughs> I got an actual face palm out of uh, the space there. Uh, on behalf of PHP Ugly in general, I want to apologize for anything Tom says on the podcast. <laughs> He does not represent PHP Ugly on any means. I apologize. Um, so another question, again, by Colby Fielding. Uh, any good tutorials on upgrading Mac from PHP 5.5 to 7? He uh, said Mac specifically? Yeah. Oh, I don't know of any tutorials, but if you use Brew, Brew makes it pretty simple. Um, Stuck in that. Yeah. And there was... a. I, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but there was actually something. So Python has this um, this idea of being able to run multiple versions using uh, virtual MV, I think is what it's called. And uh, there's a version of that for PHP where you can actually install multiple versions of PHP on your Mac and and fire up whatever version it is you want to test against. I, the name escapes me. I'll, I'll try to Google it real fast, but. Uh, but yeah, if if you're not using Brew to to install your PHP stuff, because the stuff that comes with Mac in general is is worthless. Um, if that's what you're if that's what you're running, just install it with Brew. Brew will take care of the system default PHP install for you, and that's really the way you want to manage your PHP versions on a Mac. I I would also say that uh, if you're using PHP servers on a Mac. You're, you're probably doing it for development. You're probably not hosting off of a Mac server. Um, so I would really endorse Valet, which is the new uh, Laravel system for managing VMs and handling all of the Laravel install and Homestead stuff. Uh, and the new versions of Homestead do include PHP 7. Cool. Awesome. 
So another question again by our favorite uh, member, Kobe Fielding. Um, what is the thought on single uh, spot? What is that single page application with using Laravel backend instead of other options? What are the common use cases? So um, uh, one thing I'll address on this when I when I think of uh, using uh, SPA single page application, uh, I like to have an API in the backend. So I'll use something like Vue.js, Angular, React, whatever, and I'll make API calls to uh, Laravel API, Lumen API, to get the data I need. That's the way I prefer to use it. Um, what do you? What are your guys' uh, experiences? Yeah, that. At that point, I feel like it's whatever you're comfortable with. Like, like I prefer, like I really like Laravel or Lumen. So, it's pretty much you have a service architecture, right? So where the single page application, like you said, whether it's Angular or whatever, is just running services back from the API. So as long as the endpoint works, you're good. So for me, I like Laravel. It's very easy. It's very concise. It's quick, rapid. You know, they with little five three. I think they started working more of the API implementation into making quicker and more um, cohesive. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, like, when, when you're building a single-page application with that architecture, the API is completely separate, whether it's your own homegrown one or it's from, you know, a third-party data source, whether it's, you know, it's like a Facebook API or a Twitter API or whatever. As long as your application has a data feed, it's, a, it's really dealer's choice, in my opinion. I, I completely agree with Dan. I mean, when, when you're talking about consuming APIs, you, you're, you're no longer concerned about... Uh, the platform it's running on, and there's absolutely no reason not to develop APIs uh, using Laravel or Lumen. Uh, they're both fantastic backends. I, I'm not much of a front-end guy. I don't do a lot of uh, front-end development, and I always had um, uh, struggled with use cases for spa uh, uh, websites, um, but I, I have to say I, I recently developed one using Vue.js. Again, API calls to the back end, Vue.js on the front end. Vue.js almost has you forget that you're developing a single page application with, because you're, you're still developing all these separate components that is pulling in. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, there's absolutely no reason not to use Laro for any of your API needs. So one of our other questions is any uh, past experience that you guys have in upgrading PHP 5 sites to PHP 7? Uh, yeah, I remember when it first, uh, like, when I first saw, I saw, actually, it's a little bit of an answer of both questions from the original, is I saw DigitalOcean had a decent upgrade guide for, like, people who had Ubuntu, and, I mean, I use a Vagrant environment with an Ubuntu box, but I would imagine it should be fairly similar. As long as you just install the right packages uh, with PHP 7, like, it, it's pretty painless. Like, all you have to do is just, like, an app, app get install with, like, PHP 7 and just, like, a slew of extra packages, like, use Nginx or FPM, and you know, make sure you get MB string and all the little packages that come along with it. And as far as just wiring up your vhosts and restarting Nginx and PHP, and you're kind of good to go. The only gotcha is that I had is I had to purge all my PHP 5.6 stuff from the system because it was getting kind of confused. I don't know if it was me just having to figure it out, you know, from the beginning. Or maybe I like made a misstep, but that was the only like gotcha that I could think of. Everything else was it was pretty painless, honestly. Like just install the right packages and just rewire it up and restart everything, and you're pretty good to go. One more question um, from our uh, Lara Chat members, and I think Riz had some questions from his students. We're running a bit out of time, but last question uh, again by Kobe. 
um, should you set up JWT, JSON Web Token, with uh, SPA, with uh, Laravel and Vue? Um, my opinion is, yes, I think you should. Uh, certainly, uh, I mean, security is the right choice every time. Um, what, do you, what are your guys' opinions? JWT, open API, then, you know, restrict it via Nginx or OAuth? Like, what do you got? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. JWT has, has made uh, consuming APIs and authenticating APIs so much simpler. And if if that is uh, kind of your area of expertise or something you work in, you're going to be so, so excited with Passport. If you haven't looked at Laravel 5.3 and Passport, check it out. It becomes a, an OAuth uh, server for you, uh, but it also lets it, it does a bunch of, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, a, a, a view uh, JavaScript library to handle uh, JWTs and, and things like that. Uh, very exciting stuff. Very exciting. So let's let's jump in over to Riz for a couple of his questions. We'll do a couple quick ones before we sign off for the night. I'll just do one one really big one. I think there is a question from one of my students that there are still some PHP libraries out there who use procedural code, who don't who use functional or procedural code, who don't do objects, basically. There are some frameworks out there who who use it mostly because they want to be, quote-unquote, fast. So instead of Laravel's, all those classes will have just a bunch of lines, some closures, basically like you're writing JavaScript, right? Here's the question. With the stuff coming in at 7.0, and as we talked about earlier, it's basically making a clean break from old PHP, right? Do you think there's still room? Like, now that PHP is adding all this strict typing with return types and type hints, do you think PHP from here on end is going to go all the way in that direction? And should people who write still duct type their code be worried? Are people who still write procedural code, should they be worried? Because now everything's about classes and PHP is moving more and more in that direction. Do you think PHP 7 is indicative of how it's going? Or is it just trying to clean itself up? Well, I think the web development, generally speaking, lends itself to the MVC style of development. Uh, because of that, because PHP is focused in web development, then object-oriented development is the way to continue working. Now, nothing is occurring in PHP 7 that's going to make procedural or functional programming uh, not work, but I personally don't think that procedural or functional programming has a strong place in the PHP world. Um, you know, we, we like to focus a lot in our meetups about solid development, reusable code, uh, dependency agnostic, stuff like that, where where functional programming just isn't flexible enough to to pull off what we needed to pull off. When we're writing something like a, a framework or a toolkit for somebody, we don't want to presume that they're running a specific version of MySQL. We don't want to presume that they're running uh, MySQL at all sometimes. Uh, so the the flexibility that's given to us by our MVC framework, which we get to have because of the object-oriented development, really pushes us in the direction of continued object-oriented development. Um, I know there is a big movement right now for procedural code, uh, for for functional programming in languages like Go, um, but I I can't necessarily tell if people are serious when they say, oh, uh, OOP is the wrong thing to do. It's terrible. It's horrible. I, I don't see what it is they're seeing with horrible stuff coming out of object, uh, the fact that something is object-oriented. Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think, like, 
it really depends like right tool for the job you know like if you're in a business that is not really worried about having tons of users you have this big application but you're more focused on straight performance grinding doing let's say um, you know some sort of data analysis or maybe some sort of financial application that's doing a ton of stuff on the back end you know where it's doing a lot of you know, pulling in very large sets of data and it's running tons of like you know map reduce type stuff then maybe PHP is not the answer for that, you know, and maybe a more functional programming approach is, or maybe a different language. But PHP, like you said, is geared towards web development, right? You're making a web application. You're making something that is to be, you know, consumed by by users on a website. You know, it has uh, common interactions that you're used to on the web, and for that, I think object oriented does a great job of mimicking the real world, and that's really what we strive for as web developers, right? We try and code our, we're trying to make our code actually reflect what we experience in the real world so it's a lot easier and more flexible to deal with. When you have tons of lines of procedural code, it becomes a lot harder to uh, manipulate and change as the world changes, as your needs change. So I think PHP is going a, a, a little bit away from it, but that's because I think they're kind of, I think they're trying not to make everybody happy anymore and they're trying to be like, okay, this is our opinion or a development language. This is what we're doing, and we're trying to be more performant and better at it. So, guys, I think we'll have to wrap up there. Sean actually had to run in a hurry just now, so I'll um, I'll do the honors of closing up. I'm not really sure how we're going to close the call issue when we're done, but <laughs> we can figure that out later. So, big thank you, uh, you guys, Dan, Eric, Thomas. Thanks for hopping on, talking to us. Thanks for thank having you. us. We appreciate yeah. being here. Glad we could be here to make things look like <laughs> no, all beautiful people here today. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay. Thanks, guys. We'll see you around. Uh, viewers will be back two weeks from now. Hopefully, we'll keep you posted on Laravel on cool. the Slack channel. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Have cool. a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya. See ya. But let me a quick shout out to Sandwich Shop and Voyant. I forgot to mention them earlier. Two great dev shops. One's DevOps, Voyant. One's Sandwich Shop Development. Really smart guys. Sorry about not forgetting it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you owe him a beer. <laughs> Show the plug.